Hello, and welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling, and I am a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com because there I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Today, I'm thrilled to be speaking with Dr. Marisa Snyder. I met Dr. Marisa last year, and I can tell you she is a passionate wellness practitioner with over eight years of experience focusing on women's health. She leads a community of women who she educates about nutrition, detox programs, self-care, and essential oils. She became passionate about women's health after her own health issues and through functional medicine, whole foods, and self-care practices, um, she was able to heal her adrenal dysregulation, chronic migraines, and hormone imbalance. So today, I'm really thrilled to be talking to her about how you can... um, use self-care for self-healing, and it's really that unexpected solution to self-healing. So, Dr. Marisa, welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I am so thrilled to be here as well. So, I would love for you to start with your story. I think um, I love talking to practitioners who have sort of healed themselves and then go on to heal others. I mean, that's really part of what I've done with PCOS Diva, and I would love it if you'd share your story with our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So um, a little, I know you read a little bit about my bio there, and, and basically what happened to me in my late 20s, um, I had a lot of things going on. I was finishing up my doctorate. I was working part-time to pay for my, my mortgage, and I just had a slew of other priorities, and really what came what came about is I wasn't paying attention to my health very much. I was taking care of all the other things that were going on in my life. And um, and at the beginning, I, it was migraines. It was abnormal periods. It was stomach discomfort. But, again, I just took those as par for the course of, well, I guess I just didn't really pay attention to many of those things. And then I had a full-blown, what I consider to be, like, just health crisis where I, as I was diagnosed with adrenal deregulation, but I found – Basically, I woke up one day and I just couldn't even lift my head up um, off the bed. I was exhausted, wired and tired. I was experiencing lots of head and neck pain. Um, I was I was overweight. And just all of these things kind of culminated at once. I was having all kinds of issues around my hormones. And really, as I began to unpeel the layers of what was happening, I realized that it was, it was two things going on with me. One is family lineage. And then my lifestyle, I, I had created a lifestyle that was not supporting my health and wellness. And, you know, I, I began to look at my family and realize that I really had become, I had come from a lineage of hormone chaos. My grandmother and my mom suffered from hormone issues throughout their entire life. Um, and I don't know why, I, you know, as a kid, you don't really pay attention. You see that your mom isn't doing so well, but you're not exactly sure what it is that's going on. You just know that she's not well. And I began to realize that, that it was hormones. It was hormones that were really wrecking her health. And even at this time, she was having some hormone issues too. I knew I could relate with her at a lot of different levels. And so I also knew that paired with some of those 
um, hereditary issues going on that I definitely wasn't taking care of myself, that it very much was the lifestyle habits that I, or lack of them, that I had in place at the moment. And so ultimately I began to realize that my body was severely out of balance and that I needed to make a big shift. Um, if I was, one, going to show up for myself, um, but predominantly show up for the other people that I wanted to serve because I was intending very quickly to um, become a practitioner and take care of people. Um, and as I began that healing journey, I as and I had started getting patients into my office, and mostly women, mostly women in their 30s, 40s, even 50s. I, I began to see so many of the same issues that I had been dealing with then um, that took me many years to kind of get back to, you know, that wonderful baseline, really feeling that thriving place. Um, so I found themselves dealing with things like stress, exhaustion, mood issues, weight gain, hormone conditions, headache, and a lot of other issues. And I knew that that was my journey. I knew that that was where I was meant to to be. I was meant to serve women in such a big way through resources, tool sets, through my own education, um, and really providing a landscape, what I consider to be a very simple landscape, to getting back to nurturing ourselves and taking care of ourselves so that we really have the body that that is thriving, that we feel that vitality that so many of us want to experience tied in with joy and happiness. And so it has been such an incredible journey these these last 10 years, and I'm, I'm so blessed to get to do what I do every day. Oh, I love listening to your story, and I think a lot of women can certainly relate to that um, low moment of not being able to get your head off the pillow. I absolutely remember, and I think I was probably about you know, maybe a little bit older than you, maybe in my early 30s, thinking I am way too young to feel so old. <laughs> and that was kind of my turning point, too. And I, and I think that um, our physical body really gets out of whack in order to draw attention to what's not working in our lives. And for a lot of us, I think we're just trying to be superwomen, you know, like you getting your doctorate and um, trying to work a job to manage, um, you know, the the bills that are coming in. And we just pile so much on ourselves that we forget um, to really put the oxygen mask on ourselves first. Um, and and the self-care is such an important part of the... Um, the solution. So I would love for you to talk to us, you know, maybe about some of your favorite ways to help women and um, to get, to kind of bring that balance back. Absolutely. So one of the things, I think one of the big things for me, you know, during that time and probably, Amy, for you as well, because you were probably juggling just as many things as I was juggling. And again, you know, oftentimes these, I had warning signs. There were little, like I call them whispers or messages that my body was telling me. I just chose to ignore all of it. I chose to ignore all of it until it became so physically apparent that something was very wrong. I mean, it didn't happen overnight, although it felt like it did. You know, there was that defining moment where you're just like, uh-oh, something isn't okay here. Like you said, I feel, I shouldn't feel this old at this young of an age, right? And so I always talk about a little bit of that, that process is the, you know, that unexpected solution to self-healing is really about self-awareness and intuition, um, listening to our body's messages and our body's wisdom. And one of the things as I always like to talk about is, you know, what is your body telling you to say no to 
what is your body asking you to say yes to? Because it, it could not, it may not even be, because there's so many things that we do in this world that, that don't serve us, that maybe we don't even like to do. Um, and, you know, has emotional repercussions that have physical repercussions. And so I always think that it's really important to do that gut check and to really listen to our inner wisdom and figure out what is feeling right for us opposed to, you know, and I know that there are things that we just have to do, and I get that. Um, but there's a lot of choices that we make every day where if we think we tuned into that choice a little bit more, that I, we would be a lot happier, we would we'd be more energetic, and we'd really be in that place where we felt like our body was working for us more. And so when it comes to a little bit about that, because you should know, and I know we've talked about this, I am all about self-care rituals. And one of the reasons why I am is for so many years, I never thought I was deserving of those things. Mm. Like, I didn't deserve any of that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, those were luxuries I didn't have time for. There were too many other things that needed to go on. And I don't, you know, this could come from maybe even learning this from my mom and my family that myself as a woman, I really needed to put other people's needs in front of my own. And, um, and it was selfish. You know, I even considered my gym time a selfish time, although I, you know, it's very imperative that we move our bodies for a lot of reasons. Um, and I used to call it my own selfish, my selfish hour where I would actually put my phone away. And I don't think of it like that anymore. You know, um, I had to change that conversation in my head. And so as we're talking about self-care rituals, I think one of the, especially now that we are, we're in a new year, right? And, um, and we're talking about, you know, new shifts and new changes. I was thinking about, you know, what are some wonderful things that we can begin to do for ourselves? And one of my favorite ways to really create rituals is around our morning, how we start our day, how we begin to really take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves before we start to show up for every single person else. Like the moment you open your iPhone or, you know, your your mobile device or you open up your computer, you get into your email, you you now belong to other people's needs. And so one of my favorite morning rituals or some of my favorite morning rituals is around really taking care of you first, even if it's like a power 10 or a power 20 or, you know, a nurturing 30 minutes, whatever that may be, before you enter into the world of other people's needs. And I know for so many moms out there, that can be quite difficult. But even getting up a little extra 10 minutes or 15 minutes earlier to kind of get very centered in what you want to create in that day, you know, and physical things that you could be doing like I have a very simple things like having a glass of warm water with 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 lemon you know really resetting the digestive system so that we're we're able to take in some of that nutrition um starting with a glass of I know we talked about this before we got started a glass of of matcha tea so you're kind of you're getting that energy um and doing some things for yourself in a mental and spiritual way as well so one of my favorite activities is is gratitude journaling. I really feel like I can't have a bad day if I start my day with some really positive, grateful, you know, thoughts and moments. And so I have this wonderful little journal that I love to share, and it's called Speed Dial the Universe. And this little journal, um, the first part of it is really about, you know, writing down everything that you're grateful for. You know, and every single day it's different. And then it talks about having your big rocks for the day. And then one of my favorite things is, you know, what question it asks or a statement is everything else I've been delegated, everything else I desire is being delegated to the universe. Thank you, universe, for handling the following for me. So it feels like I'm creating this path of, of, 
of things that really make me happy. And so it takes me five minutes to fill out this journal every morning. And I, I utilize usually like a, a citrus essential oil to kind of wake me up and get excited about doing this. I have my green smoothie with me as I'm working through this as well. And then I usually start my morning also with some type of exercise. If it's like yoga in my house or I'm going out in nature or being by this, like I have a little set of stairs near my house that I can go up and down. Or if I'm feeling really vigorous, I can run them as well. Um, so I'm hitting on two different or three different pieces, a physical, a mental, um, and a spiritual or emotional aspect of my morning. And oftentimes it only takes me 15 minutes to kind of plug into this before I plug into everybody else's needs. That is such great advice. Um, and, you know, I think that women who can carve out that time for themselves, um, they, it just sets the day off on such a different note. And you have to kind of experiment with with your routine. But even just 15 minutes earlier can make a huge difference. You know, I wanted to just back up to where you were talking about that deservability. Um, and I remember th- this really sticks out in my memory. My husband would get me gift gift cards to like a spa for um, a massage. But I remember going in there and thinking, you know, I don't deserve to just spend whatever $50 on a massage. So I'm going to get some makeup products instead, something that's actually really tangible um, rather than just I felt like I was throwing money away by throwing it away on a massage. I totally don't feel that way anymore, and I had to really make that mindset shift to that I am enough and I deserve to take care of my body and myself. Do you have any tips and for women who, you know, are not there yet um, to, you know, help them kind of come to this place of self-love where they're enough Absolutely. Well, one of the one of the exercises I I always recommend to do, and um, and for some people this exercise can be a little bit squishy and uncomfortable. For me, I relish in this exercise mainly because you know I've, I've come a long way. But I always start have women start with a joy list um, to write out all the things that make them happy. And and what I always say to when you're creating this joy list is to have some things that do cost money. You know, one of my favorite joys is to have fresh flowers in the house. And not that my, you know, not fresh flowers that my husband brings around, and not that that isn't welcome because I appreciate that, but flowers that I buy for me because I deserve flowers every single day. And, you know, there's a lot of places that you can get really inexpensive flowers too so you don't feel like you're splurging or, you know, overindulging. And so I always recommend doing a joy list um, because I really feel like that you, a lot of things could be uncovered in this exercise. And then, you know, began to always, my, my challenge to everybody is once they create a joy list, is then begin to implement one or two of those things every week for yourself. You know, carve out a couple hours, like two hours that belong to you. Like maybe it's a date with one of your girlfriends, or maybe it's your, you know, it's a, it's a cappuccino at your favorite little cafe, or maybe, um, you, you're gonna sit in your car for 15 minutes and read a book that you've been dying to read, or whatever that may be, and buy yourself some flowers, or go get a, a manicure and a pedicure, get a massage, right? Because there's so much more to that than, than indulgence. I mean, massage, is a, a physical healing technique that I think is so wonderful. So that's one of my, my always my recommendations to women. But then also um, creating, you know, a, I always say creating a quadrant um, on a piece of paper. So if everyone had a blank piece of paper and they were able to just make a quadrant on their paper, like draw a cross in the middle of it, 
and putting, kind of measuring where you're at in your life. So relationships, spirituality, you know, health and wellness, um, and even that self-care and those joys and measure where you are at that moment. Because it's, it's always again about that, that self-awareness and that recognition of where we're at. So I did this exercise a couple weeks ago and um, I remember in the, you know, in the health and wellness department or, you know, eating well, I was about, a, I was about an eight. And what it, you know, just figuring out where you're at and when, why you're there. Um, and then, you know, it's what I always recommend to people. It's not about perfection. It's never about perfection. It's about progress. And so mm-hmm. if you are at a seven or an eight, because I always found myself in between, like, I'm a seven, eight, you know, like, how, how is it that we get you to an eight, nine? How do we move the needle just a little bit? Is it that you drink a little bit more water that day or you add a salad to every single meal or whatever it may be um, that you can do to kind of increase and move the needle over to an eight from a seven? And then looking at movement, you know, there could be a 30-minute walk that you could do, you know, a couple times a week that can move that exercise, that that um, physical mobility over from like a six to a seven, whatever that may be. But I feel like when we get some clarity around where we're at in our life, you know, with relationships, with our happiness, with our health and wellness, then we can really start to create steps that move us just the needle a little bit. You know, we're not aiming for tens here. We just want to move a little bit more towards that direction. Yeah, my mantra is progress, not perfection. Uh, and, and that's coming from a recovering perfectionist. That, And, and I talk about that a lot on, on my podcast and in, in my um, blog that, perfectionism is the lowest possible standard because it really doesn't exist. So I love that you mentioned, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's these small little steps, um, these little habits that if they're consistent over the course of time can really, really transform your life. Oh, absolutely. I believe that everyday habits that we do are really 80% of, you know, dictate 80% of how we're going to live our life later um, you know, and, and once things are habits, you know, you don't even think about it anymore. Like, I don't think about drinking a green smoothie every single day. I don't think about drinking mm-hmm. matcha. I don't think about moving my body. It's very much a part of who I am. But there was a time where that wasn't the case, right? It just took time. It took those habits right. to go into place. And for everybody, it's different. Um, and I think we should honor ourselves in that process as well. Yeah, and it's it's persistence and perseverance and realizing that you're always one step away from getting back on track. So, you know, if if you don't have your green smoothie, you know, over the weekend or um, you skipped a week, well, just get back on track, you know, the next day. You don't have to wait for the a fresh day of the month or the, the week or a new year. It's, you're always one step away or one choice mm. away. Absolutely. Um, right. It's, yes. Oh, I was, I just wanted you to go back to the um, the journal that you recommended um, yeah. just so that everybody could catch the name of that on the podcast. It is called um, Speed Dial the Universe. And it's really technically it's a direct connection to manifesting anything in your life, but it starts with these wonderful gratitude journaling. But I love it because I also, I want to be the creator of my destiny and I and I want to put my dreams and my um, my joys that I want to create in here. And so I've been doing this journal been writing in this journal for almost eight years. And, you know, I have been so blessed because I would say that 70 to 80% of what I've dreamed or wanted in my life has come to fruition. And I feel like so much of that 
is about the intention of writing in this wonderful journal. Um, and so it's a daily practice for me that is, I feel has really transformed my life, even during a time where I wasn't as well, you know, so much about my health, my dream for that vitality and that transformation has been written in these journals so many times that, um, you know, it, be, it, you know, it was that, again, that awareness that I was working towards this, this wonderful vitality, this, you know, this, this energy, um, that I wanted to fill. And, you know, this, this journal was a major part of that journey. Well, speaking about being a powerful creator, you have written five best-selling nutrition books. Um, I didn't mention that in your bio, but they include um, the low glycemic index slow cooker, which sounds fantastic, um, the water infusion detox book, the matcha miracle, and you're currently launching your sixth book, The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils, um, which I am going to be pre-ordering a copy when I get off the, the, the podcast with you. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of essential oils and you know, would love to learn more how I can apply it to my, my family's life um, and health. But I wanted to ask you about your book, The Matcha Miracle, and you mentioned matcha in the morning. Um, for those who have never heard of matcha, maybe you could describe, you know, explain what that is and how women with PCOS can kind of use it um, in their life. Absolutely. So it was such a fun fun thing to be able to write The Matcha Miracle because um, I'm always because one of my our first book was on superfoods. It was on antioxidants, and so I'm always very I don't know if it's the the biochemist in me or the scientist in me from back in the day, but I love exploring and you know superfoods. And so when matcha came into the scene, actually I knew about matcha about four years ago. But then when we were we were kind of toying with the idea of writing a book on matcha, I loved how versatile it is. And the reason, the difference between matcha and green tea, because I remember I got introduced to green tea because of Oprah. Oprah was about the green tea revolution. And I remember, gosh, if Oprah's drinking it, I should be drinking it. And um, so when I learned about matcha and, and found that it was 10 times more powerful in its antioxidant capacity than regular green tea, I was really fascinated. Even just the emerald green powdery color of matcha, the versatility of being able to put it in your green smoothies or make a matcha latte or, you know, you can do a lot of things with matcha. So we have a ton of recipes in this book. Um, but what excited me most was the antioxidant content of this wonderful, um, this wonderful tea plant. And it's grown in Japan, in case people didn't know, and it's actually been around for over a thousand years. So well before we knew about it here in the United States, um, the people in Japan have been drinking it for many, many years and was really created for Zen masters and samurais to get very focused and concentrate, concentrated. So the one thing that I love about matcha, because of the way it's a different caffeine, it's not like a coffee or espresso or Red Bull. Um, the caffeine is actually a different type of caffeine, and it binds to the antioxidants, so it's very, very slow-releasing over time. So you can experience sustainable energy anywhere between, like, five to seven hours after drinking a cup of matcha. And it's usually just one teaspoon of matcha that you'll need um, in a smoothie or in a, in a latte. And one of the other things I love about, about matcha, besides the antioxidant capacity, and I'll talk a little bit about those benefits, but it can, it's very much a self-care ritual in a lot of ways because there's a ritual around making matcha as well. And so, and I love that because it doesn't have to be a long ritual, though you, it, definitely in Japan, the tea ceremony is several hours long. We're not talking about that, 
my matcha ritual is usually two minutes long, but I really savor making that um, that drink, you know, several times a week. Um, but back to the antioxidants. So what matcha has besides chlorophyll in it um, are these really powerful antioxidants called catechins. And catechins are really powerful at helping to boost the immune system. They've been shown um, on research with cancer. Um, they help to boost metabolism, so they're phenomenal for helping with weight um, or helping with that little bit of energy. Um, they are great at helping to support your those other powerful antioxidants um, in the body as well. And so it's, I just was so blown away by all of the different ways that matcha goes into the body and really serves you. Um, but when I think about women, particularly around PCOS, is, you know, oftentimes we are feeling sluggish and, you know, drinking coffee um, or having an espresso definitely does not serve. We, we really, it doesn't serve our adrenals. I know for me, you know, I always talk about breaking up with coffee. It's like breaking up with a bad boy, bat, like boyfriend, like the guy who's got the tattoos and the um, and the motorcycle, like, and I always keep, I had this, this tug of war. I would always go back to him over and over and over again. So when matcha came into my life, I was so blessed because I was really getting that wonderful sustainable energy that I was looking for um, without all of the adrenal fatigue and deregulation that I am clearly prone to in my life. And so um, those are just some of the benefits that matcha brings to the table. Um, but as the versatility of it, you can put it in, you know, you can clearly you can put it in baked goods. You'll see in a lot of baked goods and smoothies and juices. Um, matcha lattes are a lot of fun as well. But we have a lot of savory recipes too in that book because because matcha comes in this fine powder due to the way that it's created. Basically, what what they do in Japan is they um, they grind down the entirety of the leaf um, opposed to normal green tea, and they turn it into this very fine powder. And because of that, they're able to preserve all of those very powerful antioxidants, um, those catechins, the chlorophyll that makes it super green, um, and all the other components of that matcha tea leaf. And then you're able to utilize that, um, that matcha tea um, in whatever recipe you prefer to utilize it and get all of those benefits. I will say, though, if you do put it into a pound cake or whatever you may do in terms of desserts, you you lose a lot of those. Um, you don't lose the flavor, but you lose a lot of those health benefits that come with matcha. Well, I have a, a recipe for cookies on my site, which I'll um, send a link to, but I didn't realize that you um, – it was. it's probably from the breaking, de- breaking it down in high heat. Um, it's, yeah, exactly. It's breaking yeah, it down in high heat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a couple other benefits of matcha for for women with PCOS, um, it actually has been shown, um, and the University of Chicago showed that green tea um, had a dampening effect on androgens. So, um, you know, androgen uh, symptoms like hirsutism, hair loss, acne, um, it might help with drinking matcha. I know there was another uh, study done on mice that showed that it helped with hair regrowth. So it definitely is not going to hurt you to, you know, have a, a bowl of matcha um, in the morning, you know, every day. It's something that's part of my daily ritual too. So thank you for sharing all of that great info about matcha. Absolutely, yeah. And there was a lot of other benefits I didn't mention. I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about that versatility of it. I love, you know, boost memory and concentration. There's a lot of yeah. wonderful benefits there too. So before I let you go, Marisa, um, I was wondering if you could give us, I know you're an essential oils expert, um, 
and women with PCOS are really interested in how they can use um, a natural remedy like like essential oils to help with PCOS symptoms. Maybe you could give us some of your favorite um, oils for hormone balance. Absolutely. I could talk a little bit about definitely some oils for hormone balance um, and then give you all a really wonderful recipe as well that I think that you would really, really love um, that I have found to be really effective. And so, I, you know, I began my essential oil journey about five years ago, and I was so blown away by the the benefits of them. And, you know, I was having this conversation just yesterday how, especially around hormone function, um, they are just so incredible. I work with a lot of patients, um, especially, you know, PCOS, thyroid, um, you know, adrenal deregulation like I dealt with myself. And I'm always so impressed at the ability for basically for essential oils to really step in in a big way. And one of the biggest reasons why that is is that they are so fast acting. They work very quickly um, with the body. And I know that there's a lot of different techniques and health, you know, and, and habits that we can bring into play. But sometimes it, it feels like they take a while to kind of step into play. And so what I love about oils is within a matter of minutes, people will begin to experience some relief um, from whatever they're dealing with. So if it is that they are um, that they're dealing with exhaustion. You know, you can use peppermint and a citrus oil to really give you that energy boost. Um, if it is, um, if it's sleeplessness, you know, great oils for that are going to be like lavender, vetiver, cedarwood, um, and clary sage. But um, but when it comes specifically to hormones, like if I'm recommending something for progest- boosting progesterone, you know, clary sage is one of my absolute go-to oils. There's a lot of research that demonstrates that clary sage will help to boost progesterone levels in the body. And so I usually, I have this recommendation. I'm actually pulling up my recipe right now. I didn't have it right in front of me, so I was pulling it up. Um, Here we are. I'm just looking for it. Um, And so I have this recipe that contains a lot of clary sage that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, And I call it my my superwoman blend. Um, And I've had women, hundreds and hundreds of women use this blend over the years with really powerful results. Usually women who are dealing with low low progesterone, estrogen dominance, um, and they're really trying to get their body back on track in terms of their hormones. Um, and so the recipe for that particular one is, so I always love to do roller bottle blends. One, because mm-hmm. they're very, very easy to use. Um, roller bottles are available pretty much everywhere, um, and you're able to dilute it accordingly. And so it's a 10 mil roller bottle that I'm recommending um, and what you're going to do is you're going to be putting in, you know, 20 drops of clary sage, um, and it's going to be 10 drops of lavender, 6 drops of cedarwood, another 6 drops of ylang-ylang, and then I usually do 4 drops of bergamot. Um, and I you add all of those into the, into the roller bottle, and then you're going to top it off with a carrier oil. It could be coconut oil. It can be um, grapeseed oil. It could be whatever you prefer. There's a lot of different carrier oils out there. I prefer coconut oil. Um, you have to get a fraction of coconut oil for that, but it's very readily available everywhere. Um, and then you close up the top, um, mix it together, and normally what I do is I have women apply it literally over the ovaries, so three inches below the belly button, or they can apply it on their wrists or the bottom of their feet. I usually have women using that two to three times a day, and it really does help to support their hormones. Um, so it's one of my absolute favorite oils for that. Um, if it is, you know, mental fog or brain fog, you know, I'm usually recommending oils like frankincense, 
wild orange, peppermint combined. Those are really powerful brain boosters. They'll kind of give you that boost that you're looking for. And then if you're really looking for that added memory boost, rosemary has been shown through research to really help boost memory. Um, and this blend can be done in a diffuser. It can also be done in a roller bottle blend. Or you could take one drop of each, you know, frankincense, peppermint, rosemary, and orange or a citrus rub your hands together, and then just breathe them in because um, one of the best and most effective ways to get essential oils into the brain or really into our physiology is by breathing them in aromatically. It's a, you know, it goes into our brain, into that limbic brain very quickly, helps to really make some really powerful changes there. So I have a lot of women who really struggle with brain fog, um, and that's one of my absolute favorite remedies for that. Um, are there, because I can share all kinds of things, Amy, is there some, some specifics that you are looking for as well? Well, I was thinking that the rosemary definitely helps with hair loss. So, you know, so many women with PCOS are mm-hmm. dealing with um, those androgen type sy- um, symptoms. So, hair loss, hair growth, um, where you don't want Absolutely. it, the yeah, and acne. So, you know, I, I and certainly brain fog, which we talked, you talked about, and can't wait to try the. Um, your Clary, your Superwoman blend. But what if you know, any kind of hair loss oil that that you absolutely? Like? So you you nailed it. Definitely rosemary and lavender. So what I usually recommend recommend for women um, when it comes to to hair loss is and doing a I call it it's a massaging technique. And so I use coconut oil. I like I love it because it's so versatile. You can get it anywhere, and it doesn't have to be fractionated coconut oil. But usually I have them. Um, do a hot oil treatment, so two tablespoons of coconut oil, and then it's. I usually do three to four drops of each lavender and rosemary, and you're actively massaging that into the scalp. Um, I usually recommend leaving it in there for, for at least an hour, so you can put like a towel around your head or whatever it may be, and then you can wash, you can wash it out afterwards with shampoo. So those are going to be your two oils for hair loss. And then the, for acne, my go-to, you know, go-to oil for acne is going to be melaleuca or also tea tree oil tends to be really effective for that. And there are definitely some, some essential oil uh, recipes out there for acne, but I have found that to be really powerful for spot on treatment. Um, Mm -hmm. but just make sure that you have a really good pure melaleuca or tea tree oil because not all of them are going to deliver the results that you're looking for. So make sure that you know that it's pure melaleuca that you're using and it's not adulterated or watered down um, because that's, you'll get those results that you want. Well, you've given us so many fantastic tips and I hope that um, everyone walks away from this podcast with the commitment to try one of the habits that Dr. Marisa um, shared with us uh, that could really, really change your health and um, your wellness and and give you more vitality and help you to thrive with PCOS. So thank you, um, Dr. Marisa. I was hoping that you could just give listeners um, a little more info about where we can um, learn more about your work and maybe... um, uh, you know some info about when your your new essential oils book is coming out because I'm sure you have lots of other great recipes in, um, in that book. Absolutely, yeah. So um, you guys can find me, ladies. You can find me at drmarisa.com. That's d r m a r i z a dot com. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, and then we have the new book coming out, The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils, and it's going to be about 170 recipes on everything from everyday emergencies, cleaning, you know, green cleaning recipes, personal care, 
self-care rituals, tons of wonderful diffuser blends as well for emotional support and, and all of the different ways you can use a diffuser blends. And then I will also have a chapter on hormones, um, particularly supporting women in that way. And so I'm really excited about this book coming out. Um, you can check it out. It, clearly it's on Amazon, but um, we definitely have some really incredible book bonuses and video tutorials and also all these things that are that are piled in as a book bonus. And so if you go to drmarisa.com um, forward slash book bonus, you'll be able to take advantage of those wonderful bonuses that we have from interviews to videos to cheat sheets and guides so that you really feel well equipped on your essential oil journey. Uh, well, fantastic. And, and thanks again for joining us um, today on, on the podcast, Dr. Marisa. Well, that wraps up our podcast today and thank you um, listeners for joining I hope that you enjoyed it if you like this episode don't forget to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or my app or wherever you might be listening to the show and if you have a minute please leave me a quick review on iTunes I'd love to hear from you and if you think somebody else might benefit from this free podcast, take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit too. And don't forget to sign up for my free newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and to make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye-bye.